0: Hello and welcome back to the Velocity Podcast. My name is Ollie Henderson and I've got another fantastic guest for you today. One of the reasons we started this show was to share the insights of some of the game-changing figures who are helping revolutionise the global labour market. And today's guest fits firmly into that category. Jalko van Argelen is Chief Portfolio and Innovation Officer for Aon Assessment, as well as being an experienced HR tech leader he's passionate about connecting people, data and technology. So he's the perfect person to talk us through how verifiable credentials are changing the way people can prove their skills in the workplace. So without further ado, let's jump into my conversation with Yelko. So Yelko, it's great to speak to you this morning. I've got a few questions, which I thought I'd just jump straight into. So um, where do you see the possibilities created by issuing career credentials on Velocity fit into your general perspective on the future of work?
1: Um, I think for me, uh, the most important thing is pushing ownership of data um, on talents, on skills to individuals, So making sure that we all as individuals, consumers, employees, whatever we are, own our own data and make it very easy for us to share uh, this data with others, companies, employers, if we want to do that. Uh, that's for me basically the, the core. Uh, to make it easier, to make it smoother. Uh, yes, it's also efficient. But in essence, it's about empowering people to own their own credentials.
0: And you, you presumably have... Discuss this within Aon and with your colleagues and partners what's the general reaction to that I mean do people share your interest in that is it still really early days in terms of how people are thinking about the way that it can add value to their careers
1: yeah I think it's still quite early days everybody has heard these days of uh, skills passports talent passports those kind of things so that resonates people here velocity and blockchain they have a different Mm-hmm. Impression because then people mostly, most of the time, think about the cryptocurrency and all those kind of things. Um, but if they start to think about it, yes, it makes sense. But it's also difficult for people internally, but also within other companies to really see the commercial use case. So, from an individual perspective, yes. From a visionary perspective, yes. But how to make it practical and how to make it real, that's sometimes a challenge. But I think that yeah. with many new technologies and innovations, uh, you have to hit scale first. You have this sort of tipping point, then it suddenly becomes um, um, realistic.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's probably a good opportunity to talk about specific use cases. How will people having control over their career data help solve the problems of assessing and reducing skill gaps?
1: Um, If you look at today's labor market, even if we, uh, since the last few weeks, have layoffs, but overall, we still have a huge shortage of talent. So it's about um, finding the right talents, but also about upskilling and reskilling people. If you really want to focus on, hey, this is the future of work, This is the, we should be ready for the future as an organization, these are the skills and talents that we need, then you need to have information on that. You need to have information and insights in the talents and skills of your people. And you can only get them via your people, via your employees. And I think the traditional view is that you then look at an organizational level and say, this is what we need, but ideally, you do it bottom up and start with the individuals. So I would ask Oli, Ollie, can you share your credentials with me? Can you share your talents with me? Um, we can help you by with great assessments, with all the things, with your previous employment history, with your diplomas. You can put them on your wallet, verified. Uh, and it's easy for you to share them within this company or within another company. Uh, that's up to you. So... It's a bit of a vague answer, but what I think it does is it helps you to collect all the information about your performance, your talents, your skills, your academical credentials uh, in your working life in one easy place um, without the need of proving that again and again and again, because that's often a hurdle.
0: Yeah. How much does that happen? We've got a fairly transient workforce in certain parts of the labour market. Do you see that often as an organisation that people are having to essentially do the same assessments repeatedly just simply yeah. because they're moving jobs?
1: Depends a bit on what kind of assessment, but yes, if you look at, um, if you work in a financial industry, in it most it's quite a regulated industry, so you also have to prove you're compliant, uh, you mm. take many boxes, uh, know your customer. If you move from one financial industry from one bank to another bank, you have to redo them because every bank has probably their own internal processes. Uh, verification, background screening, a bit the same. You have to do it again and again. Uh, but also with practical, there's more in my area of expertise like talent assessments. So cognitive skills is something that normally doesn't develop throughout the years. So Most people are You would make it really simple at the smartest, around 21, 23 maybe. Um, And that's it. And if you do another cognitive test, if the test is good, it shows the same. Yeah. You can argue if cognitive skills is the best predictor, but I think in general we all agree that it is a good predictor for job success. Um, But why do that again and again? If you look at your personality, I mean, if you make it more general, let's say the, the big five, introvert, extrovert, openness to experience, and many other things. And it's not changing so much over life um, so i do that again and again i think what is important that you think about all this information that you have about yourself how can you match that with a job because jobs are different requirements are different but the basically the data that flows into this equation stays the same
0: so tell, tell me how you approached issuing certifications and what opportunities do you see that unlocking
1: so a assessments Maybe this we do around thirty million assessments, but mostly for not for Aon, also for Aon, but mostly for other other organizations. Uh, many people are trained and certified in one of our flagship tools. So it's a personality questionnaire, an adaptive personality questionnaire, and if you want to use that, you need to be trained and certified, so you know what you what to do. This certification you can get on your wallet. So that was step one for us. So people who have followed this training over the years. They can issue the credential. So we have built the technical capabilities to be able to issue credentials. Next step, and we're working on that right now, is that we have a solution that we call Potential to Code. So Not per se anymore, can, are you a good coder? But do you have what it takes to become a good coder? Yeah. If you've done this assessment, which is a combination of, of, of some pseudocoding and personality and a few other things, you get a certificate. And you can claim that certificate on the wallet. Um, that's not done yet, that we're building that right now. But that would mean that we have integrated it within our life assessment systems. And then the next step is can, probably we can do it for all kinds of assessments. But the challenge is that you need to be able to, to to interpret the certificate. So if I give you a complicated assessment and you have the results, it doesn't mean anything for for, mm-hmm. for, for for you as an individual or for your new organization or for whomever you want to share it with. So we need to make sure that it's... The results are very easy to interpret and also quite easy to use widely.
0: Great. Well, look, um, it's really interesting to, to hear the progress you're making and to hear what you think the opportunities are in the future. Thanks very much for your time, Jalko, and I'll speak to you again soon. Speak
1: to you sir. Thanks.
0: And that was my conversation with Jalko van Argelen Loved his insights there. I hope you enjoyed listening to I'll be back again next week with a final show of this first series of The Velocity Podcast, so I'll see you here again then.